Hello, I'm Dr. Jim Taylor, and welcome to episode three of my Train Your Mind for Athletic Success podcast, Develop a Process Attitude. This attitude is the second in a five-part focus on how attitudes play a vital role in athletic success and enjoyment. Let's begin. There are a lot of misconceptions about the role of results in achieving your athletic goals. Of course, you need good results to be successful, but the question is how to go about getting those results. And ironically, the answer is not what many athletes, coaches, and parents think. First, I want to define outcome and process. An outcome attitude involves focusing on results, rankings, and beating others. Notice that this attitude is focused on things outside of you and not always within your control. In contrast, a process attitude involves focusing on what you need to do to perform your best, such as your fitness, technique, and tactics. Unlike an outcome attitude, focusing on the process is all on you and entirely within your control. I often ask athletes, coaches, and parents whether an outcome or process attitude is better before a competition. Much to my surprise, many say an outcome attitude is better because it keeps their quote-unquote eye on the prize and pushes them toward the result they want. I would suggest, however, that this outcome attitude actually hurts more than helps. With that said, let me explain what I see as the paradox of an outcome attitude. As I just noted, many people think that to get the results you want, you need to focus on those results. But, and here's the paradox, by having an outcome attitude actually reduces the chances of your achieving the results you want. Let me explain why. First, when does the outcome of a competition occur? Well, at the end, of course. And if you're focused on the outcome, you aren't focused on the process, namely what you need to do to perform your best from the start to the finish of the competition. Second, what makes you nervous before a competition? The process or the outcome? The chances are it's the outcome, more specifically a bad outcome, such as not winning or not achieving your goals. The bottom line is that when you focus on the outcome, you're actually far less likely to get the outcome you want. In contrast, with a process attitude, you increase your chances of getting the results you want. Why? Because if you focus on the process that is what you need to do to perform your best, How are you likely to perform? Well, pretty well, you can assume. And if you perform well, you're more likely to achieve the results you want in the first place. A great quote from Marnie McBean, a three-time Olympic gold medalist rower. Once you start thinking about results, and with the Olympics, once you start thinking about the Olympic Games, you're screwed because you're thinking about the big things that you can't control. For me in rowing, it would be the little details of my hands going around the finish or the blade being clear of the water. So here's my wish for you. Never think about results. In an ideal world, I would like you to have an entirely process attitude and basically never have results cross your mind. Here's another wish. In that ideal world I just mentioned, I would have parents and coaches never talk about results either. The fact is, there is no point. You know when you've had a good competition and you definitely know when you've had a bad one. If you're like most athletes, when your parents and coaches talk about results, You hear their chatter as expectations, pressure, or disappointment. Parents, if you're listening to this podcast, after a good or bad competition, give your children a hug, tell them you love them, and ask them if they're hungry. If you're too excited about a good performance or too disappointed about a bad one, stay the heck away from your children because they will sense your negative emotions no matter how hard you try to mask them. Coaches, if you're listening to this podcast, if your athletes have a good day, don't say good job. That's obvious. Instead, help them understand why they perform well and what they did to perform well so they can do it again in the next competition. 
If they had a bad day, pat them on the back, tell them you still believe in them, identify what held them back, and help them figure out how to perform better in the next competition. Now, I just described some ideal world situations. Here's where the real world collides with the ideal world that I just wish existed. We don't live in that ideal world. And until somebody invents a process pill, it's not likely that you can just expunge results from your mind. Let's face it, in the real world, results do matter. As an athlete, you're a competitive person with big goals participating in a competitive sport within a culture that worships at the altar of competition. So I can't expect you to not think about results. In fact, I'm going to assume that you're going to think about results a lot. An outcome attitude isn't always a bad thing. It can be useful, for example, to motivate you and to keep you reminding you why you're doing the hard work as you strive toward your goals. At the same time, thinking too much about results, especially at particular times, such as on the day of a competition, actually hurts your chances of success. So your challenge is what to do when your mind does fixate on results. There are several reasons why your mind fixates on results. First, you may have been obsessing about results for years, so an outcome attitude has become a deeply ingrained habit of your mind. Moreover, this way of thinking has become hardwired into your brain's physiology now. Second, your world around you, that is your coaches, parents, family, friends, supporters, and fans, may be continuing to communicate messages about results. For example, how often do you hear from well-meaning people, you're going to win today, or I just know you're going to get a medal. It's difficult to think differently when you're constantly bombarded by messages about results. From Kelly Slater, the 11-time world surfing champion, when you're not worried about the outcome, that's when you can discover things about yourself. This shift from outcome attitude to process attitude requires that you make a fundamental change in your relationship to results and the role it plays in your athletic life. In doing so, you alter your attitude toward results and as a consequence, change the way results impact how you think, feel, and perform in your sport. In a way, making this change from outcome to process is just like retraining a bad technical habit you developed. It involves commitment, effort, persistence, and patience. Here's a process you can go through to help you move from an outcome attitude to a process attitude. First, you must understand why you're making the shift. As I hope I've convinced you so far, an outcome attitude hurts your sports efforts in many ways, including the ways you think about, the emotions you experience, how you react to, and ultimately how you perform in competitions. In contrast, a process attitude will directly help you perform your best and achieve your athletic goals by producing thinking, emotions, and reactions that encourage quality performances. If you really believe these differences, it will provide you with a clear rationale and a strong incentive to make the shift from an outcome attitude to a process attitude. Your outcome attitude probably arises and influences you in common situations, such as before competitions. These times are those forks in the road that I've discussed previously. You can't take a different road if you don't see the fork. You should have your mental quote-unquote radar on when you're approaching these situations in which your outcome attitude is most likely to get activated. With this recognition, you'll be in a position to make the positive shift from outcome attitude to process attitude. Now, it'd be great if I could just tell you to not think about results and you would stop your outcome attitude. But that just wouldn't work. In fact, the more I tell you, don't think about results, don't think about results, the more you're going to think about results. Here's another way to understand it. I don't want you to think about a pink elephant. What'd you just think about? Well, the pink elephant, of course. If I keep repeating, don't think about a pink elephant, don't think about a pink elephant, don't think about a pink elephant, 
you will continue to think about that pink elephant, despite the fact that I'm telling you not to think about the pink elephant. In fact, it will gain a hold in your mind that will be difficult to let go of. So, it's basically impossible to not think about something that's important to you. Instead, the solution is to think about something else, because we as humans are incapable of thinking about two things at once. Let's try a variation of the pink elephant scenario. I want you to think about a blue hippo. What'd you think about? Well, the blue hippo, obviously. Now, what did you not think about? Gee, the pink elephant. Now, wasn't that easy? Of course, it's easier making the shift from pink elephant to blue hippo than from outcome attitude to process attitude. But the basic path is the same. When your outcome attitude begins to take control of your thinking, you must first recognize it and then consciously make the change from an outcome attitude to a process attitude, just like from the pink elephant to the blue hippo. Also, as I just discussed, a part of the challenge of letting go of an outcome attitude and embracing a process attitude involves resisting the forces that exist in your world that keep you preoccupied with results. You should identify the people, for example, parents and coaches, groups such as your team and your school, and cultural forces like social media that keep pulling you toward an outcome attitude. Your goal is to remove or ignore these messages. Now, let's be realistic. This can be challenging because you can't just change your parents or your coaches. You can't readily find another team or school, and let's be realistic, you're not going to stop following social media altogether. There are, however, a few things you can do. First, ask your parents and coaches to stop talking about results while explaining why it will help you get the results they want. Second, realize that everyone associated with your team who is focusing on results is making a well-intentioned, though clearly, misguided effort to support you. They mean well. So instead of paying attention to the obvious messages about results you're getting from people, it's better to focus on their underlying messages, most notably how much they want you to succeed and how much they're trying to support you. Third, do your best to stay away from social media that emphasizes the results. For example, websites that provide results, rankings, and statistics. The bottom line is that the more you can reduce the messages that reinforce your outcome attitude, the easier it will be to make that shift to a process attitude. Like any sort of change, making the shift from outcome attitude to process attitude requires commitment, effort, time, perseverance, and patience. At first, it will be a real struggle because you're pushing against years of approaching your sport in a certain way and hearing particular messages about your sport from others. These ways have become deeply entrenched in your psyche to the point where they're deeply ingrained habits and knee-jerk reactions when you enter the competitive arena. But just like retraining a bad technical habit, the more you make the shift and see its benefits, the easier it will become. In time, you will retrain your old and unproductive outcome attitude into a new and very helpful process attitude that will serve you well before and during competitions. From Brandon Slay, an Olympic wrestling gold medalist, I love wrestling and the process behind it. I love getting better every day, making myself the best wrestler and person I can possibly be. To me, it wasn't about the medals or the glory or the accolades. It was about just my love for the sport and everything surrounding it. Whether I won or lost didn't matter. All that mattered was whether I gave it my best effort. Here's a final tip to help you make that transition from outcome attitude to process attitude. When you love your sport, it's easy to go down the dark roads of time. You can get stuck on the road from the past. There's an old saying, you can't change the past, but you can ruin a perfectly good present by worrying about it. If you had some poor results recently, you can dwell on those past results, focusing on your mistakes and your failures. You'll feel a wide range of unpleasant emotions, including disappointment, frustration, and even regret. 
These emotions not only make you feel bad, but they also hurt your motivation, your confidence, your intensity, and your focus. The fact is, carrying the past around on your shoulders, whether after a poor or a good performance, directly interferes with your having the psychology and physiology necessary to perform your best in the present. The future, in turn, is no better place to dwell than the past. You think about what might happen, whether good or bad. The future brings the weight of expectation. An outcome attitude can take hold of you, in which you focus on the results you want, worry about whether you can achieve them, and feel fear about the consequences of not achieving them, that is, failing. The future not only distracts you from doing your best in the present, but also, like the past, creates a psychology and physiology that makes a successful future less likely. An attitude that focuses on the present sets the stage for you to be totally prepared to perform your best. Here's a simple question to ask yourself if you start to go down the roads of the past or future. What do I need to do now? Let me repeat that. What do I need to do now? This question is really powerful for several reasons. First, it pulls your mind away from the past or the future and directs it onto the present. Second, it encourages you to focus on what actions you can take in the present to prepare to perform your best. Third, this quote-unquote action orientation will give you confidence and energize you because you are not carrying the weight of the past or future on your shoulders and you're taking steps you have control over that will totally prepare you to perform your best now in the present. I'm Dr. Jim Taylor, and thanks for listening to Episode 3 of Train Your Mind for Athletic Success. Be on the lookout for Episode 4 in the near future.